welcome to day 159 of Shaped by the Word. We're in our third season together, the story of the prophets. Uh, we're going through uh, the prophecy of uh, Jeremiah. Uh, it's one of the longer ones. He's called a major prophet. Uh, there, there's not a whole lot of chronological movement in Jeremiah. You have different oracles in different times and different places. He adopts the rhythms of the prophets where he warns the people of impending judgment and, and calls them to repent. It tells them if they do not repent that God's judgment is inevitable, but he also ushers them into a hope that is beyond God's judgment when he will restore and renew his people. Uh, many times in the prophets, Isaiah and Jeremiah, you know, especially their prophecies are, are somewhat acted out. And so we come you know, to a very interesting place. And, and this is not you know, necessarily you know, something that's for the sake of the people. This is something that is for the sake of Jeremiah, for him to understand uh, what Israel has become in, in the sight of the Lord. Uh, so we have a very interesting section in the first 11 verses of chapter 13. Uh, so before we read, Matt, why don't you have to lift us up with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we um, we come to you asking that you would um, use your word to, to shape us. We thank you for this time in your word, and, and we recognize that your word is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword, that it, it pierces into the deepest parts of us. And and so, Father, we, um, we're grateful for this time together in community to be shaped and transformed by you. We're grateful to, to, to behold you from your word. And, and God, we, we ask that you would meet with us as we draw near to you. Um, use your word to accomplish your purposes in us and, and through us today. Uh, Father, for your glory and our joy. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Jeremiah 13. This is what the Lord said to me. Go and buy a linen belt and put it around your waist, but do not let it touch water. So I bought a belt as the Lord directed me, and I put it around my waist. Then the word of the Lord came to me a second time. Take the belt you bought and are wearing around your waist and go now to Parath and hide it there in the crevice in the rocks. So I went and hid it in Parath as the Lord had told me. Many days later, the Lord said to me, Go now to Parath and get the belt that I told you to hide there. So I went to Parath and dug up the belt, and I took it from the place where I'd hidden it. But now it was ruined and completely useless. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is what the Lord says. In the same way, I will ruin the pride of Judah and the great pride of Jerusalem. These wicked people who refuse to listen to my words, who follow the stubbornness of their hearts and go after other gods to serve and worship them, will be like this belt, completely useless. For as a belt is bound around the waist, so I bound all the people of Israel and all the people of Judah to me, declares the Lord, to be my people for my renown and praise and honor. But they have not listened." And, of course, you have, again, uh, the word uh, Shema for listen. They've not heard me. They've not obeyed me. But you see, you know, the sense of uh, intimacy you know, in which uh, God has pursued Israel, that they would be an adornment, you know, to him. He would be an adornment to them. And, of course, they would be an adornment to him. And, and we see in that last, you know, part, you know, our purpose, you know, in redemption. Our purpose in redemption is not simply to enjoy you know, a deep and flourishing relationship with the king, but to be a people who display his glory and display his grace as a witness to the nations. And, and a lot of times we, we get very inward. Uh, we simply want to enjoy, you know, the, the bounty of relationship with the Lord and, you know, just kind of quietly lay it aside whenever, when it's convenient rather than to be the people he has called us to be. Mm-hmm. 
And you see that, you know, uh, all through the Old Testament. Yeah, I think of, I mean, when God rescues them and redeems them out of Egypt, he says, yeah. you know, I've called you to be a, a light to the nations, you know, people, my treasured possession, you know, people of, uh, th- that will display my heart and character to those around. And then you get to the New Testament, and, you know, you get images of where a royal priesthood, you know, a yeah. kingdom of priests. I mean, again, uh, uh, supposed to be a light to the nations, a nation that's after God's own you no. know, heart, a nation that displays His heart and character to those around us, and and yet, just at times, just like you know, Israel, we we have not listened, um, we have not seen what the fullness of what God has called us to, um, and yet God doesn't give up on us. No, and He pursues us. And, and you're right, you know, you have uh, you have in the Sinai covenant, you have the call to be a a royal priesthood, and by that, you know, God means. You know, people that uh, mediate who I am or represent me, you know, to others. And then Peter does pick up on the same theme. He says that that is not only God's purpose in Israel, but that's God's purpose in the church to fulfill the purposes he had from the very beginning. And, of course, that was part of the covenant, you know, with Adam is that he was created to reflect, you know, God's glory and steward God's resources for, you know, God's glory and for the benefit of those around him. And so our purposes are deeply rooted in who we are. They're deeply rooted in our work. But in everything we do, pulpit it as simply as you could possibly put it, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, you know, do it all for the glory of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's our call to be a people for his renown. Yeah. And yet the love, I mean, the way that God brings this word to Jeremiah, you know, we talk about God requires the prophets to do some crazy things at times. And um, but Jeremiah, you know, hey, go get this belt. Okay, now that you bought the belt, okay, wear the belt. Okay, now go put the belt over here. Now go retrieve the belt. You know, it's like if you're Jeremiah sitting there thinking, man, he couldn't have just told me. Didn't the word of the Lord just come to me and told me that there, Israel's like this worthless? Yep. Yeah, but sometimes it takes that. You pull up this rotten belt and you say, there's no way I want to wear that. <laughs> yeah. And, and, uh, and God is saying, the very nation that was meant to adorn me, there's no way I want to wear them either. Yeah. Uh, they have they have been to me, you know, a soiled garment, you know, rather than, you know, something for my renown and, and my fame. And, and, of course, the opposite, you know, thing you, you know, happens so much if we are called to be a people to display the grace and the glory of God, you know, to the nations. Very often we display just the opposite and, and, and the nations reject God because of what they have seen in us or what they have seen in Israel. And, um, you know, God's complaint against Israel is you're causing my name to be blasphemed among the Gentiles. They look at you and, and they want nothing to do with me. And the same thing can you know, be true of the church. They look at us and they want, you know, nothing you know, to do with him. Yeah. Yeah. What was that movement for a while? You know, they, they like Jesus, but not his that's church. Right. Yeah. You know, but but Jesus loves his church. And, and that's one of the things that we see. I mean, even seeing here and and being foreshadowed towards it is, you know, we may look at Jesus's yeah. bride and not see the beauty that that is to come. And so we do see, you know, this lack of being a people for renown and praise and honor. But we realize that that God is still at work in us and he has not given up on us and he will present us, you know, with splendor, you know, without blemish. Yeah. Um, we will be a holy and radiant people. And so we look forward to that day, but we recognize that today we also are still called to be this people, you know, who, who live for his renown, his glory, his honor, for the praise, you know, of his glorious grace. Uh, so that people would see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven because he's at work transforming us. And, of course, his love is manifest in the fact that he presents us uh, to be holy and blameless, you know, to himself, spotless and without wrinkle, radiant. 
and, and that is just, you know, his desire. Not that we are, a, you know, a diminished or a spoiled garment, but that we, uh, our beauty is enhanced by his presence among us and our, and our witness to the nation uh, honors him and brings glory to him. Father, we thank you for an, another week in your word. Um, we thank you uh, for how you meet us in your word. We thank you for the way your word comes to us through the words of the prophets, through the testimony of the of your apostles, uh, through the letters you know that speak you know, to the church, uh, through history, through poetry, and in all of these ways, uh, you confront us with your heart and your character, and you you do indeed you know shape us through your word. Thank you for the work you're doing in us. May our hearts be yours. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen.